nerves, so he just blows out. That's not how the Lord looks at you. That's not how the Lord looks at any one of us. And folks, that is how we stay together as a ball of magnets as opposed to a ball of marbles. Because you need to recognize, back to Philippians, you need to recognize that every single person that you encounter who's in Christ, every single one of them have all of these things that Paul has called us to. They have that. And so that's why they're valuable. That's why they're valuable. They're not valuable because you're on the same team. They're not valuable because you all wear the same clothes. They're not valuable because you play the same sport, because you go to the same school, because you like the same hobby, because you wear the beard the same way. Okay, None of those things are what bring us together. It is what we have in Christ. And so we need to foster that, and we need to protect that, and we need to believe that in one another. And so what we're going to see here in Philippians chapter 2, when you look at the next couple of verses, Paul says, complete my joy, in verse number 2, by being in the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humilities count, in humility that is, count others more significant than yourselves. See, here's the reality. Some of us are quite honestly less likable than others. That's just the truth. You know what? Some of you don't like me. And some people don't like you. That's the way it is with human beings, right? We look at all kinds of things and come to conclusions about whether or not I like a person. What they look like. What they talk like. Their interpersonal skills. Do they talk really loud? Do they talk really quiet? Do they interrupt? Do they talk a lot? Do they never talk? What, what do they wear? What do they do? How do they spend their money? And what we tend to do as human beings is we take all those things and we draw conclusions about other people and often push each other apart. And what Paul was calling us to is that kind of strife. That kind of strife is not of God. So what we need to do is when we come together here and and anywhere else, i got to trust that the Spirit of God is working in you. I've got to believe that in you. And so even though you might make a different decision about some things... See, we're not talking about, by the way, we're not talking about doctrine here. We're not talking about sin. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the way that we live our life and and come to the applications of God's Word and and how we live out our preferences in our life. And I've got to trust that God's Spirit is working in you. That's the only way that I can do what Paul calls us to. And in that is where we find joy. Let's see it here. Let's see it. He says, be of the same mind. Now, what does that mean? It's the same mind that he was telling us about in Philippians chapter 1. Remember Philippians chapter 1, the very end? 
We are citizens of heaven living here on earth. We should all have that same mind. I don't belong here. I don't live here. Well, I do live here, but I'm not from here. I'm from heaven. I'm a citizen of heaven now, and I'm, I'm here on this planet, and I'm trying to live for Christ here. Have that same mind, Paul says. Not only that same mind, but also the same love. The same love. What this means is, I have the same love for everybody. I've got the same love for you, and you have the same love for you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and you. You see, if this is the love of affection, that's impossible. That's impossible. We cannot have the same love of affection for everybody. Do you guys see that, or am I the only one? We can't. But agape love, we can have for everyone, because it's a decision of my will that I am going to invest my life in the better of you, and you are going to invest your life in the better of me. You see, what Paul is doing here, he's taking our relationships, and he's elevating them above the fray, above all the stuff of earth that doesn't matter. The last thing he says here in in this first part is he talks about, I'm I'm way ahead of where we're at here on our screen, I'm sorry, okay? Go down to, we're, we're, we're looking at unity right now. I didn't make that clear. So what he's talking about here in in verse number 3 now, he says, do nothing from selfish ambition. We saw unity, these truths that we all share, but now he goes to humility in verse number 3. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Now what is Paul driving at here? Well, we said humility. This is to give others equal value. You value other people as much as you do yourself. Now, I know what you think of yourself. You like yourself. You're fully committed to yourself. You evidenced that this morning. You got up. You fed yourself. You cleaned yourself, I hope. You dressed yourself. And you got yourself ready for the day. What Paul's saying here is, the same regard you have for yourself, have for others have for others. Why? Why? Because you like them? Because you're all on the same team? Because you all play the same sport? Because you work out at the same gym? Because you work at the same place? Because you're office mates? No. Because everything he laid out in verse number one, they have Christ as well. It's what brings us together. It's why I can have humility towards you and being invested in giving you value. It's why we sacrifice for one another. It's why we visit one another in in times of stress and times of distress. It's why we invest our lives in each other. It's because I've got regard for you and you've got regard for me. So we don't do things in selfish ambition or conceit. Give others the honor that I want. Give others the credit that I want. Give others the opportunity that I want. Give others the grace that I want. And in that last for today, verse number four, he says, let each of you look not only to your own interest, let each not only to your, his own interest, but also to the interest of others. Now, I think what this is talking about, what Paul is driving at here, I call it availability. And here's what this is. We need to be invested in others. Invested in others. 
Follow his train of thinking here, all right? Unity. We got unity. Same mind, same spirit, same accord, he said. Unity. Humility. So now I regard you equal to myself. As a matter of fact, he says, I regard you higher than I do myself. I have regard for you. I want the best for you. I see the value of you. And so then he says, lead each of you look not only to his own interest, but the interest of others. You know what this is? So now what I'm doing is I'm now, because of this unity, because of the humility of, of seeing you as valuable, I invest my life in somebody else. That's what this is. Looking to the interest of others is saying, how can I be a help? How can I invest my life in you? And I want you to know, I see this at places, and it is such a joy. It is such a joy. I hear it right now down the hallway. Do you hear it? I hear a bunch of kids down there. And somebody, I don't even know who it is today. Somebody's down there right now. And I hope and I believe the reason they're down there and Dalton's down there working with the child, with your with our children right now, is this. They recognize those same little kids in Jesus. Same little children in Christ. They got the same mind of Christ. They offer them the same love. They're the same accord. And they are seeing those children who our culture has said mean nothing. And they're seeing value in them. And so they are investing their hour and 15 minutes today into their life. That's significant. There are people all through the week right now who have said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to open up my home and invite people into my home for a small group. And I'm going to have to work to get my house clean and get it all set up and ready. And people are going to come to my house and they're going to come in there and we're going to open up God's word together and we're going to spur one another on with love and good deeds. Why are they doing that? Why? Is it because they like you? I hope, but not necessarily. Is it because they're naturally drawn to you and you're good buddies, good friends? Well, that'd be nice, but not necessarily. It's because they're interested in you. They're looking to your interest. And I've seen it on an individual level. I've ridden down the street, you know, by Chick-fil-A, and I, and I see there inside is, you know, two women. And I see, oh, huh, that's two ladies from our church. And I look at them just, you know, as I'm waiting there in traffic, like all of us do when you go around the store at Chick-fil-A to buy something, and I see them in there, and I see what's happening. See, they're not talking about, you know, paint and, and decorations and that kind of stuff. There's nothing wrong with that, okay, but that's not what they're talking about. There's one person looking to the interest of another. They're investing their life into the spiritual growth and development of another. This is what God does in us because we're magnets. We're magnets. And you have the Spirit of Christ in you. All you got to do is let this flow. See, a magnet doesn't work to attract. <laughs> you realize that, right? The magnet attracts. 
The magnet works because it's a magnet. And you and I have a unity in Christ. We have, a, we have humility towards other people and value them more than us and look to their interest solely because the Spirit of God is in us. You've got to see in this passage that your salvation is a miracle. Can you let that? Can you let that soak? It's a miracle that you're concerned about somebody else. It's a miracle that you're invested in somebody else. You're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to be drawn to people who are like you. You're supposed to stay in that marble bag, okay? And as long as everybody follows the rules and stays in the bag, we'll hang out together. But break a rule and I'm out of here. That's how it works. That's how it works. But not in Christ. So one more thought that I'll put up on, this, put up on the screen here. Folks, we need to live this together. Centerpoint Bible Church, the call is to live this together. Live this together. And I, really, and I was thinking about it. You know, there's two areas that I just want to just throw out here. Okay? Throw out here. The first area is in our sin and in our sanctification. In our sin and in our sanctification. What I want to call you to is this. You look to the interest of others even in their sin. Even in their sin. You've got a brother or sister that, that is strayed from Christ? Will you go after them? Will you protect them? Will you chase them down? Because of their sin. And because of their sanctification, that they be grow, that God would grow them to be more like Christ. Out of love for them, you're going to them and saying, don't turn from Christ. Jesus is best. Protect them from that harm. And then secondly... Secondly, live this one for one another in debatable matters. In debatable matters. Listen, there's not a right or wrong decision about where you send your kids to school. There's not a right or wrong decision about what kind of car you buy, Ford or Chevy. Okay? There's not a right or wrong decision about necessarily the, the kind of entertainment that you might watch. There's not a right or wrong decision about maybe the clothing you might wear, or the length of your hair, or that kind of stuff. We need to look to the interest of others. There's not a right or wrong decision about how outgoing you are. About how much you like to talk to other people. There's not a right or wrong decision about whether or not you're involved in social media. There's not a right or wrong decision about whether or not you have a television in your house. There's not a right or wrong decision about whether or not you listen to that or listen to this. There's not a right or wrong decision about all that kind of stuff. God has allowed some freedom in all of us. As the Spirit of God is in us, the same Spirit is in you as in all those other believers. So allow some of that, allow some of that to function. And don't attack each other over those things. It's a source of strife. It's a source of strife. And it's sad, it's a sorrow to God when His children bicker. I'll close with this. My wife and I were sitting in the living room one time and we could hear down the hallway in our little house, down the hallway, we could hear two of our kids talking. And one was teaching the other one how to do something. It doesn't really matter. 
But we could hear in the, their voice a tenderness, a compassion, a love. And Nancy and I looked at each other across the living room, got a big smile on her face. And one of us said, there's nothing better than when your kids are getting along. And that's a, that's a great joy as a parent, isn't it? Can you apply that to God? Look to the interest of others. Consider others more significant to yourself. Be of one mind, one spirit, one accord. Know that the Spirit of God who dwells in you dwells in them as well. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the fact that we are the body of Christ and each one of us has your Spirit, Lord. I pray, Lord, that we would not allow past things to continue to drive us apart. Lord, bring us together as the body of Christ. And Lord, just as the way that we suffer is a clear sign to everybody, as we said last week, the way that we overcome strife as a body is a clear sign to everybody that Jesus is real. That you change lives. That we are in you and we are brand new creatures. Now listen, just as we, before we go to worship, you need to do business with the Lord. If today you need to recognize that you are holding on to something against a believing friend or believing person, you need to let that go between you and the Lord You need to look to their interest. Make that right between you and the Lord before you bring this offering of worship to the Lord. Lord, I thank you for your forgiveness and your grace. It's in Jesus' name that I pray.